Good morning. On this Thursday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday in Isaiah 55, verse 1 and onward. We were reading about God inviting us uh, to come and buy, buy bread, buy wine, buy water, buy milk. And we reached a place where it says in Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. If we were to ask ourselves a few questions, consider this. How does the Word of God return back to God? Why does it return back to God? Why can it not return back until it has accomplished and fulfilled the thing that it has been sent to do? When we consider some of this, then we begin to ask ourselves some profound questions. Well, let's investigate some of this today, and uh, we'll see how far we can get today. But consider the questions. Why does God send his word and it not return to him until it has accomplished the thing that he has sent it into to prosper? How does it get back to him? In Psalm 107, verse 19 and 20, it says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. This was the, this was the Israelites that were brought out of Egypt, and God, uh, he healed them. It says in verse number 20, Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them out of their destruction. God sent his word. Well, if we were to go back to the very beginning, creation happened because of the word of God. The ages were created because God spoke the word. The worlds, the physical planets, the universe, the un everything was created because God spoke his word. He spoke it, and the, the universe still continues to unfold and expand. It continues to, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to use the word grow. Uh, it, 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 it's kind of like it, it was unrolled, and it continues to grow and grow in the direction of which it was unrolled. Now, if we look at that, Everything that God does and everything that God has accomplished has been because he has spoken the word to do it. Well, in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Before Jesus took on a physical body, before he was sent to this planet, and he tabernacled amongst us. He was the Word. He was called the Word, the Logos of God. And as the Logos of God, 
God the Father, as the architect, gave the plans to God the Son. And God the Son, by and through the Holy Spirit, were all joined together in the creation of the world. But the Word was how God performed it. God is sustaining, according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, He is sustaining and upholding everything by the word of his power. So God speaks the word and it accomplishes something. God does not speak and then expect that word. Well, that didn't work. I'll just speak it again. God speaks the word and he expects it to be fulfilled. He expects the word to perform the thing that he has sent it to. Now, we find this in the book of Jeremiah, in chapter 1, in verse 12, it says, Then said the Lord unto me, unto Jeremiah, Thou hast well seen. And that's talking about verse 11. He saw uh, an almond branch, an almond tree. He saw it budding and flowering. The almond tree is the very first thing that in spring, the very first of the trees, that flowers along with the the apricot and uh, is the very first sign that spring has arrived. Well, that is what Jeremiah saw. Of course, in verse 13, God asked him again, uh, what do you see now? And and he tells him. But this is the point that I want to make. It says, the Lord said unto me, thou hast seen well, for I will hasten my word. The the word that is used there for hasten, I will be sleepless. I will be alert. I will be on the lookout. I will be watching. I will be awake for my word to perform it. And uh, the word there for perform it means to do or to make. So when we think about it, God was telling Jeremiah, just how you see the little white flower on the almond tree uh, uh, opening up and coming, and it's a sign that spring is here. So it is with my word. I will hasten. I will watch over my word to make sure that it is performed. So when God sends his word, He intends to perform it. It is never void. While in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And it says in verse 14 of John chapter 1, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory, and the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Now, Jesus knew that he had been sent. He knew. We have to understand. He knew he had been sent. Well, just like we read in Isaiah 55, verse 11, So shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. In other words, it's the pleasure of the Father, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So wherever I send my word, it shall prosper. Wherever it is conveyed or sent to, 
it is going to accomplish something. So stop and think about it. Jesus stands in front of Lazarus' tomb and he says, Lazarus, come forth. The word of God went and wherever the spirit of Lazarus was, brought it back into that physical body. That same word brought life and healing and health to the physical body of Lazarus. Whatever he had died of had to be healed and cured. And Lazarus had to be able to get up and walk out in the condition that he had just been resurrected in or raised in. So when God sends his word, it goes and in faith it accomplishes the thing that he has sent it to. So for us as believers, God uses our mouth and through faith, he intends for us to speak his word and go and accomplish the thing that he has sent it to. So God, many, many hundreds and thousands of years ago, sent his word in written form to the Hebrews. He had his word come by inspiration through the prophets. It was written down. God sent forth his word. Now that word will not return to him until it has accomplished the thing whereto he ascended. Well, God said that there would be born in the town of Bethlehem, there would be born a Savior. God sent his word and said that the governments of the world or the government of the world would be upon his shoulder. God sent his word and he said that the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and fear of the Lord and understanding would be upon uh, Jesus or upon the servant that he was going to send, which was Jesus as we know him today. And some of those words have not been fulfilled yet. Some of those words are waiting to return back to him. Now, just consider this. Just a little food for thought and for the imagination. Consider this. Jesus was sent forth as a seed in the womb of Mary. He was born into this world. He grew in a physical human body of flesh and blood and bone. He died, was buried, was raised by the Spirit of God, according to Romans chapter 1, verse 4, and according to Timothy and Titus. He was raised from the dead, and he returned back to the Father back to where he came from. And then, of course, he's coming back again to take us back to the Father. A return back again to where he was. Now, if we stop and consider that, that God has sent his word, his son, and all of the things that are involved in it, and, and, and as I mentioned, Jesus knew that he was sent. Consider this, Matthew fifteen twenty four. Jesus answering, he says, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
John 3.17 For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn it, or condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3.34 For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. John 4.34 Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. John 5.23 That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which has sent him. Verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that hears my words and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. John 5.30, I am come not of my own self to do nothing. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment, my judgment is just. Because I seek not my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Jesus, the word, was sent into this physical planet. And he dwelt in a physical human body. And he accomplished the will and the purpose of the Father. And returned back unto the Father. The word returned back. But it didn't return back until it had accomplished and fulfilled the purpose and the thing that it was sent to do. In Galatians 4, 4, it says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son. Well, let's put there, God sent forth his Word, or the Word, made of a woman, under the law. God sent forth the word. In the beginning was the word. And God hastens to perform his word. To bring it to pass. The thing which he has spoken. It was through Jesus that everything was spoken into existence. And exists. It was through the anointing and inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the Word of God was given. It's through the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit that every promise of God has been, avail has been made available to us. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. And the word there, void, <clears throat> means empty, ineffectual, uh, uh, without a cause. In other words, it's going to accomplish the thing. That's why it's so important for us to understand that God's word is true. So once again, consider this. How does the word of God return back to him? Why does the word of God return back to him? And it goes through a cycle, just like the rain and the snow, of going onto the earth then evaporating as it goes into the oceans and comes back in the form of rain and snow all over again. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us on Friday as we continue along this thought. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen.